Are you an EMDR therapist and parent who wants to make more money, have more time with your family, and get better results with your clients? Welcome to the Future Template Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Solo, LCSW, EMDR consultant, business coach, and mom of three kids under seven. I realized that the grind of weekly sessions was taking a massive toll on my ability to be the kind of parent and therapist I wanted to be. So I dove headfirst into learning about intensives. I read all the books and articles and did all the trainings. Now I've transformed my schedule, my income, and my clinical outcomes by offering intensive EMDR in my practice. I want to teach you how to do this too, so you can build a practice you love and spend more quality time with your family. Let's create the future template for your life as a parent and as a therapist. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Future Template Parent Podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Solo, LCSW EMDR therapist, business coach, and mom of three daughters. Today, as I sort of teased last week, I am getting a little more personal. I'm sharing about some big changes in my work and family life in 2024, and how many of the practice shifts I've made over the past couple of years are what have allowed me to make this big change. So what is happening? Well, in July of 2024, beginning of July, my family is moving seven hours away from where we live now. We are moving from the suburbs of Philadelphia, just outside of Philly, like I can walk five minutes and cross the border into Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia is a major metropolitan area, as you know, and we are moving to a rural town in the state of Vermont. Yep, that is right. We are completely uprooting our life, our work lives, our family life, and making a huge change. Well, why are we doing this? Well, my husband and I have been talking about this for years, like when we really, really got serious about it during early COVID. And we have been planning and working and saving and figuring out logistics, and we're finally doing it. Um, And it's so exciting. Uh, My husband's family lives in Minnesota, and my family is from New England. My parents live in the Boston suburbs. So Pennsylvania was never home to either of us, although we've both lived here a long time. Um, I've been here since 08, and my husband has been here since 2006. Um, So I moved to Philly when I was 27. In 08, and my husband in 06 was 30, 29, something like that. (laughs) Long time ago. Um, I love the Philadelphia area. I used to really, really, really love the Philadelphia area. In my 20s and early, like mid 20s, late 20s, early 30s, I thought I would live here forever. Um, Then we had our first child when I was 36. And by the time she was a year old, guess what? We had done our urban flight thing and lived in the suburbs and moved to the suburbs. And then child two and child three also came along. My oldest is seven, my middle is five, and my youngest is two. Um, Child two was born in fall of 2018, and child three in July of 2021, smack dab in the middle of COVID. Um, You know, it was post-vaccine, July 2021, and things had improved significantly. But, you know, I was pregnant from November of 2020. So, you know, I was pregnant in the height of COVID. I got vaccinated while I was pregnant. Um, anyway, as our family continued to expand, we both became clearer and clearer that we wanted to raise our family somewhere with a much slower pace of life. Like Philadelphia is a major metropolitan area with all that that implies. There's a ton of stuff here to do and 
resources and offerings and stuff. There's also a ton of traffic, a ton of sprawl, a ton of stress, a ton of people. <laughs> My husband has never liked city life. Like he is not a city person. I always considered myself to be a city person. Always, I guess, starting in my, like, once I graduated from college, I guess. So maybe not for that long. But, you know, I really thought I was a city person. But, you know, parenting changes you in so many ways. Um, and actually working from home during COVID allowed us, you know, a small taste. I mean, of course, with the kid thing, you know, it was not an easy time by any means. But we did get a taste of what it was like not to be rushing out the door constantly to be away from home from eight o'clock to seven p.m um no commuting no traffic eating our lunch at home exercising at one o'clock because we had a break you know like th there were there were some things about that period that felt a little bit more humane i mean and of course not to ignore at all the suffering that happened during covid and is continuing to happen um However, there were things about it where I think we all were like, wait, I would love to never have to wear pants out of the house again. You know, like you, we did have some moments of like, there are things about this slower pace of life that are appealing. Um, so, yeah, we really that there was appealing stuff about that. And we also just hated the fact that like when we did get back to the regular pace of life and like, I guess my husband went back to work in the office in like June of 2021. I went back in November of 2021 at the end of my maternity leave. Um, and you know, we were back to that gone all day, rushing, 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 get the kids out the door. Oh my gosh, this, that, the other, get the lunches, blah, blah, blah. And we did not want to live that way again. We'd already been at this point, we had already been talking for a year almost about how we're going to do this. Um, I also wanted to be closer to my parents as they age. Like currently it's a six to seven hour drive from where I am traffic dependent to get from Philly to Boston. And it's a miserable drive. It's all some of the busiest highways in the country, the New Jersey Turnpike 95 through Connecticut and New York city 90 and 128 in Massachusetts. If you live in any of these places, you know that those roads are pretty awful. Um, the traffic can easily turn a six hour drive into eight hours. Um, I think I'm probably going to do that drive one more time this spring and I will be so thrilled that that's the last time I'm doing it. That will be more than enough. I would be happy to never do it again. <laughs> um, but it's way too long of a drive to get to Boston quickly. If my parents need me, uh, my parents are 78. Um, my mom is quite healthy. My dad's health has some real, there's some real concerns and I just want to be able to be more present for them and to be able to get to them if they need me. Um, Getting to their house from where we live in Vermont will be like just under three hours. I can do that easily overnight. You know, I can drive down, stay overnight, do what I like, go to an appointment with somebody and then come back. I can do that if it's a three hour drive. If it's a six or seven hour drive, that's a three day trip at least. And the driving is exhausting. It's hard, miserable driving. And then Boston, sorry, Vermont has always been kind of a second home for me as kids. When I was a kid, we went there a few times a year for vacation and various things. It's so beautiful. It's like paradise to me. I love the outdoors. I love being active. Um, I love to ski. I love to run. I love to hike. I love to mountain bike. I love to cross-country ski. I love to snowshoe. All those things you can do there. Um, I love the slower pace of life, the focus on community, um, the easy access to the outdoors, um, the focus on sustainability and caring for the environment. It just feels like a really healthy place to raise our kids. 
Um, and it feels like a place where we can actually slow down the pace of our lives and really be a family instead of seeing each other on the weekends only when we're all so exhausted that we're not being our best selves anyway, you know, and not being able to pick up our kids from school and all those things. And since my husband and I were engaged, I kind of introduced him to Vermont a little bit. Um, we've been going, he loves it. He's a mountain biker. He's a skier. He loves it up there. We've been going there twice a year on vacation. So our kids know it really well. Um, this is a place they know. But this is huge, obviously. Not just from like a logistical perf- like perspective, like uh, moving, right? It sucks. And I'm already looking around my house being like, what the hell am I doing? How am I going to do this? <laughs> Um, but professionally, of course, and for our kids, right? It's a big deal on all those fronts. I'm going to be shutting down my practice. Well, sort of. Um, I'm going to be giving up my office, um, not renting my office. My lease ends March 31st, and I'll be done with my office. Um, and whatever, I have some plans for how I'm going to manage those last few months here, but a lot of it will be virtual. I might rent an office space day here, day there for an intensive as needed, Um, thankfully it's easy to transition my PA license to a Vermont license. Well, not transition, but like keep my PA social work license and add on Vermont. Like Vermont does not make it difficult. Just a few pieces of paper and a hundred dollars. Um, regardless though, no matter what, I am taking all of June, July, and August completely off. I'm not seeing clients. I'm not doing any work of any kind. Um, well, client work, like face to face, like one-to-one therapy work, but (laughs) other kinds of work will be happening. But yeah. Um, But I need to be completely present for the kids as to help get them through the move, make this transition settled into their new schools. Like all this is really big. Um, I need to be focusing exclusively on them and on this transition period. I cannot have my mind in three different places being like, Oh, but I have a client at two and a client at four. Like, no, that I even, I know that even like, Two clients a day when I'm trying to be really present for my kids, like, it's hard to do both. So, no, I'm just saying that's it. I'm not working those three months. Um, And I know I need to be there for them. My oldest, my seven-year-old, who has the PDA profile of autism, which is the pathological demand avoidance, or I prefer to call it persistent demand avoidance. Um, So we told our kids the week before Christmas about the move. And my oldest had a really hard time with it. Um, You know, change is really hard for all kids, but for a kid like her, it's particularly painful and overwhelming. Um, We're working through it and we talk about it whenever she wants to and however she wants to. And she has her therapist who she's been seeing for two years now. And her therapist is very aware of the situation, you know, and her school knows, you know, so we're doing the best we can to support her, but we know it's a really big change. And, you know, this will be the last time she moves, we move. And so we're sort of like, let's do it sooner than later. Um, This is very much where my husband and I intend to like retire as hard as that is to contemplate right now. (laughs) But yeah, that's the plan. Um, And my, my PDA kid, my oldest is particularly upset about changing schools. She has grown so much. She's in first grade. And I've talked about in other episodes how starting kindergarten was like such a massive transition for her. It was just so much. It was real. We were really scared of how it was going to go. It actually went much better than we expected, but it was pretty bumpy the first few months. Like she was having really difficult moments several times a day, every day, 
like 20, 30 minute meltdowns. I, I hate the word meltdown. I hate the word tantrum, but that's, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, they were totally understandable responses for her overwhelmed nervous system. And we knew that was going to happen, um, but we wanted to have her at school. So first year, first grade has been incredible. And like the second half of kindergarten was so much better than the first. And first grade has been like, she has, she's had maybe like three meltdowns this whole year, as opposed to like having at least one a day. Right. Um, and she's loves her school. She absolutely loves her school. And so she's devastated to hear she'll be leaving. And of course, you know, that broke my heart, but I knew that that was going to happen. So I was sort of stealing myself for it. Um, the day we told her, right afterwards, she took her drawing pad. She loves to draw, and that's one of her primary means of processing emotions, which is awesome. Um, and she drew a house with the, our family members and drew hearts everywhere. And above it, she wrote, Philly is home. And I cried, and she cried, and I held her. I just held her for a long time. Then we ordered five guys for dinner because that's what she wanted. Um, and we're continuing to process. But suffice to say, I'm going to need to be present for her. And of course, for my five-year-old and my two-year-old as well. My five-year-old's handling the news well so far. And of course, my two-year-old has no idea. But there's still going to be bumps along the way as this all becomes very real, of course. Um, and of course, I'm giving up my office that I've had for two years that I've really loved so much. The office in which I built my intensive practice. I had been in private practice before, but this was the first office I'd rented for myself. Um, and so that feels sad, but also liberating. And also I can think about how much I've grown in this time. When I started renting that space, I was still a traditional hour-long, 50-minute EMDR therapist, right? And now I'm an intensive EMDR therapist. That's what I am. So much growth has happened there and it feels okay to outgrow it. And it feels like it's time to really, in a really concrete way, leave this office behind. Symbolically, I'm outgrowing it in a lot of ways. Um, and because I've made such huge strides in my income over the past year as a result of intensives, it's totally manageable for me not to work for several months. Um, and to build up my intensive practice in Vermont in a way that feels good and sustainable to me, I'm going to have some other streams of income, but you know, the one-to-one -one therapy, much, 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 much reduced, greatly reduced. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to have a reset and build the practice exactly the way I want it to be up in Vermont. Like over these past few years, I've learned so much about what works for me and what doesn't in how I practice in terms of schedule hours per week, my niche clients, my preferred intensive model. And I know that I can get clients that will be willing to work in that model. Um, I've done it here and I can do it again. I've done a lot of the hard groundwork and the mindset work. It's exciting actually and not scary. I'm excited to build relationships in a new place with new people to um, have referred to me and stuff like that. Um, all the work I've put in over the past few years to build this practice has taught me so much. You know, I'm not losing anything. I've gained so much. Um, I am going to keep a few hourly clients virtually after that break, you know, certain special cases. But other than that, my schedule is going to be completely open to make it whatever I want it to be. And a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> in an episode, I was talking about taking a week off each month in 2024. Obviously, I'm doing that and then some. 
I didn't want to like spoil the big reveal of this episode and the move when I was talking about that. But like the idea generally is I need to make more space for myself. And I was inviting other people to do the same. Um, And I can do that thanks to the flexibility and high value of intensives. Um, I know someone who's an intensive therapist who does intensives six months of the year and then travels. She does some like trainings in different places and stuff, but for the most part, she's traveling and she can do that. (coughs) There's such like freedom in this model. You can make it whatever you want it to be. Um, I'm also excited to ponder the possibility of like full on retreat intensives when we move. Like Vermont is a beautiful vacation destination at different times of year for different things. Um, And I'm excited. And there's so many like practitioners up there who do massage and Reiki and acupuncture and sound baths and all those things. Like there's just so many people like that up there. Um, And, you know, I'm excited to like create like a retreat like experience for someone where there's a fair amount of EMDR therapy, but there's also massage, Reiki, acupuncture, whatever, creating these several day retreat packages. And I'm really excited to collaborate with other practitioners up there. That's also going to be how I meet people, how I make friends, how I feel connected to the community. It feels very organic to me. Um, I love the idea of people coming to Vermont from other places and they stay for a week. Like we find Airbnbs or whatever. And they we do all these different services. They can like create this boutique package for themselves. Um, I also really want to integrate like outdoor activities and movement into my EMDR intensives. You know, cross country skiing that's bilateral stimulation. You know, I I'm really excited. <laughs> you know, that's I, I've I've read about that a little bit. There are people doing outdoor nature intensives. Not a lot of them. Um, and I really want to investigate that more and really market to you know like urban areas in the Northeast where people would find it doable to get to Vermont and also really appealing. Like, wow, I'm going to go away for a week and have this luxurious experience where I'm really taking care of myself in so many ways. So that is where I'm headed, I think. And don't know exactly how that's all going to take shape, but I'm going to take you all along for the ride. You can see me work this out as I do it. Um, So yeah, thanks for listening to this more personal episode, updating you on all the big plans I have for my family and my practice in 2024. It's a little overwhelming, but it's happening for sure. There's no way around it. It's happening now. Um, I'm going to talk in more detail next week about the group program that I'm going to be launching later in 2024. This will also align well with these new directions I'm taking in life in terms of timing and scheduling. Not exactly sure what that's going to look like, but it's something I've been thinking about for a long time that I'm also going to get off the ground in 2024. So you'll be part of that process hearing me, you know, work my way through it. Um, And as always, if you want to contact me or get on my email list or work with me, www.futuretemplateparent.com to find out everything you need to know and follow me on Instagram at futuretemplateparent. Please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, And I can't wait to have you join me for the next episode. And I will catch you then. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Future Template Parent Podcast. I hope you've learned something that can help you move from feeling overwhelmed to energized about your practice and your personal life. You don't have to choose one over the other. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And please share it with another EMDR therapist who would benefit from hearing this episode. 
Each review helps us get the message out about how offering EMDR intensives can liberate your practice. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app so you don't miss a single episode. See you next week.